Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks. I'm really excited. I've been listening since uh, you posted the What Am I Without My Career episode. Oh my god. I think that was like my first like real episode. That's crazy. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, So I wanted to start with just like you introducing yourself, who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Darcy. <laughs> um, what do I do? <laughs> Uh, Well, right now I'm finishing my Bachelor of Science at UNLV in hospitality management, uh, which I think a lot of people are super confused about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also am bartending and cocktail serving right now. So kind of correlating jobs thankfully so you're you're in las vegas too right is that you said yeah yeah i was trying to work out that time zone (laughs) (laughs) oh i know oh my god we tried to record last week and i literally like hopped on the call and then i was like wait a second we (laughs) have a three-hour time difference (laughs) um like i've never been there oh it is a trip (laughs) I have never seen such wacky characters. Like, really? Just people watching. Yeah, like driving down the street, like you see these people and you're just like, wow, you guys are wild. Like people <laughs> will come to Vegas and they'll do like themed uh, outfits every day with the, the people that they came with, like vacationing. Oh my God. <laughs> and people just think there's no laws here. Like they just really treat it like it's, it's like not in the U.S. (laughs) I used to work in the Florida Keys and I feel like I didn't work on Key West but I feel like Key West is like a similar vibe where people just come and um, act a fool. Oh yes for sure. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to talk all about like your fitness journey and dancing and all of that. Um, So I want to start at like the very beginning and talk about how you first got started in dance. Well, I was a super energetic child. Like, my parents just said that when I would, like, play, they, my dad said uh, that he just wanted to plug into me because he said I, he'd stand next to me and the ground would be shaking from like, how <laughs> much energy was just, like, pulsing through me. Uh, so he, he and my mom decided that I needed to do gymnastics and dance because just one of them wasn't in my <laughs> really energy to, to wear you out yeah yeah and my parents were older when they had me like in their 40s mm-hmm. so they were like we just can't keep up with her <laughs> <laughs> and so I started dancing and doing gymnastics when I was two. Oh wow yeah and when I was about nine years old I stopped doing gymnastics because I was practicing my balance beam and my foot slipped and my crotch hit the beam really hard. And I just, I fell off and I looked at my dad and I was like, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that would have been my, uh, my breaking point as well. Yeah. So then I just got super, super into dance. I pretty much dedicated like my whole life to it. Um, and my parents homeschooled me so I could do that. Mm-hmm. 
and I could really just full on go for it. So um, I started dancing with companies around the age of 12 um, to like summer intensives. And then I did apprenticeships with companies when I was about 16 during the summers. Um, and I just, I really loved it. And at the time, I wouldn't have said that it was a, a dark time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because when I was 12, my dad uh, had an accident and like got this super traumatic brain injury and at times like wouldn't really know where he was or like who me and my mom were because he Mm -hmm. would like flash back to the 70s before you know like our family was established and stuff so that was super hard to see like my hero and like my authority figure in my life just pretty pretty dissipated in his like mental ability and I pretty much like deep dived harder into dance because that was my like escape from like my family issues I guess mm-hmm. I wouldn't say issues because he wasn't an issue it right just was really hard as a child to like adjust to that I guess yeah I couldn't even imagine that yeah so I would say that was, like, my decline of my mental health, you could say. Um, Like, I got super bad insomnia. I was starting to sleepwalk. And I had a doctor tell me to meditate. (laughs) And I was furious because I was like, how dare you? Like, I have real real things going. And you're like, you should meditate. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And then I got accepted to... University of the Arts after high school and I was super excited I was like my dreams are coming true this will give me all the opportunities I need like I just have such a fantasy of like what this school is going to be able to do for me in my career and I my second year there um I, I won't name who it was because they're pretty successful in the dance industry and I I don't know I'm not mad about it anymore Mm -hmm. but um during a rehearsal this artist in resident was pretty hard on us and like singled me out and made me do this really hard combination over and over again and I'm pretty tough mentally you know like I will go until like I can't and I looked at her and I was like this is getting to the point where I'm hurting and not like a hurting, like my muscles are sore. And she pretty much was just like, if I tell you to jump, you say how high. And I was like, okay. Jeez. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll jump as high as you want. And then I felt like this snap in my back. And I was like, well, maybe it was just like my back popping. But the next day I like couldn't move my neck at all. Like, I couldn't move it to, like, I couldn't look to the right or to the left or, like, mm-hmm. look down without it severely hurting. Oh, like, I was in tears. Yeah. Yeah. And my teacher, my ballet teacher was like, here, I have this chiropractor. Like, you're probably just super stiff. And <laughs> I got there. <laughs> you know those small instruments that are, like, micro-vibrating? 
Yeah. Yeah, he went down my spine with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, I cannot stand that. I was like, that hurts so bad. And he was like, I don't want to tell you this, but that is the worst situation that could have possibly happened to you. Oh, my God. I was just so distraught and I pretty much knew that I had broken my back, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell literally anyone except for my ballet teacher because I was like, I am finishing this year. Like I am finishing. Oh my God. (laughs) What, like what month were you in? Where were you like at the, um, like at what point of the year were you in? I still had two and a half more months. So, like, at the end of February. Yeah. 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 Biggest, I wouldn't say biggest regret, but Mm -hmm. I definitely wish I had just realized, you know, like, my, my mental health just, like, was not there. And your your name being movement and mindset is so perfect because I never, ever connected the two. And I didn't realize how important the two were together Mm -hmm. to practice. And so, yeah, after I finished the semester out, I was like, oh, I'm definitely coming back. Like, I'm just going to recover this summer. And I'm going to come back. So you finished the semester with a broken back? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. Was that? Okay, so. I have so many questions. Um, So when you got (laughs) injured, was that in a class or was it in a rehearsal? Like Um, for a performance? It it was called the thing um, sophomore project, which Mm -hmm. was every week for three and a half hours, we were in a studio space rehearsing for our end performance, Mm -hmm. which is why I was like, I have to finish. (laughs) (laughs) But... It was also like one of our core classes that we needed to graduate. Got him. Yeah. So it was kind of both. So did you do the, you did the performance? I did. And in the the performance, one of the things that we did, well, one of my choreography was like, um, like a dive forward where you literally like dive on your shoulder and you like roll on your back oh and like, come God. up. I literally just I... got like chills. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. A lot a lot of my friends that knew, which was really just one person actually, <laughs> they were like, you don't have to do this. Like, it's not like a competition. And I was like, but it is with myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have to get to the finish line. Like I'm this close. Like, I just need to do it. So the semester ends and like mentally, where are you? I'm denial. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was in like, like I pretty much just wasn't even going to seek medical help for it. Like I was like, I'll just let it fix itself. (laughs) And yeah, until I had a friend tell me like, you know, this is past the point of you not seeking medical help like you're mm-hmm. crying every day over this pain and I'm not crying like I don't cry over things yeah. so the fact that I was literally waking up every day crying because I was in so much pain was a pretty mm-hmm. big deal for sure yeah like even when I broke my foot in sixth grade like I just sat there and I was like I'm fine like I'm not <laughs> crying <laughs> 
yeah I just felt like I had to be such a tough cookie I guess yeah um, so at what point did you end up like going to to see someone um when I called my parents and they could tell that I was really upset and before I even said anything like my dad could tell I was starting to tear up and he was like he, he called me bud he still does Aww. he was like you know bud like if your dream has changed it's okay oh I know and I kind of lost it because I was like I like I've had this dream of being a professional dancer since I was like a child and it was so sad to like come to the reality of like this might not be where my path is going anymore and like even without me not wanting that like it just life just kind of took a turn for me uh so they were like you need to go see someone immediately like my mom pretty much made the appointment for me (laughs) yeah and I was living in LA like well I wasn't living there I was only supposed to be there for the summer and then I went to the sports medicine doctor um, in downtown LA and we did like a bunch of x-rays and an MRI all in the same day. And um, I, it was, I think the results came back in like a week and he was like, no news is good news. And so I was really hoping that I wouldn't hear back from him, but uh, his office called me and they were like, he wants to see you in like two days. <laughs> and, oh my God. <laughs> Don't you hate I that? Oh my God. Can we just talk now? Like, can you just tell me what's going yeah. on? Yeah. And so I, when I went in, he came in with this other guy and I was like, oh my God. Were you? And... <laughs> Sorry, keep going, keep going. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, he came out with this guy and he was like, this is my friend, doctor. Oh my God, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but, <laughs> doctor, doctor. Doctor. Yeah. And he was like, this is a close friend of mine. He's a sports psychiatrist. And I was like, why do I need a psychiatrist? <laughs> and he pretty much mentally evaluated me and asked me a bunch of questions. And after the evaluation, I spoke to my sports medicine doctor and he was like, mentally and physically, I think you need to move on from this sport. (laughs) Yeah. And I was devastated. Like I literally was just sitting there in this office with two people I didn't even really know, just like crying. Yeah. And it was such another hard reality to face of like, oh my God, like this is really happening to me right now. Yeah, um that is like like the whole world just <laughs> yeah it crashed <laughs> for sure um and I it was that moment when the sports evaluating like session ended that I was like oh my god like I am in such a dark place and I have been in this dark place for so long that I almost was like how do I get out of this I don't know how to fix Mm -hmm. this like I don't know what mental health is pretty much I didn't really talk to anyone actually like I pretty much just like closed up and like I thought I was trying to get to a better better place but I just 
didn't realize how much I was like rejecting people's help Mm -hmm. and because I'm such like an independent person I'm like I will fix this myself like I don't need your help which is super toxic (laughs) (laughs) but especially like when because you like it sounds like you've been just so independent from such a young age that like uh, I just feel like, of course, that's your mindset, you know, of like, I'm going to do this by myself because you've been doing stuff by yourself since you were so young, you know? And my parents have always told me that I was super independent, mm-hmm. even as like a toddler. My mom said she would drop me off at dance or gymnastics and like all these parents would have to sit with their kids because they would cry. And I'd be like, could you leave? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Bye. Like, I would be like, leave. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really seek help in LA. I just pretty much deep dived into trying these different jobs to figure out, you know, like what's next? Like, I don't know what to do. And my doctor was like, you're not allowed to lift weights. You would be going to see this physical therapist like three times a week. (laughs) And it was super, super humbling to have to start out all over again and when I say all over again I didn't realize like how messed up my body was after breaking my back Mm -hmm. like I went from being able to squat like 105 125 to doing it on a yoga ball against the wall right (laughs) yeah and I just was like what is this square one like I have never been here like I've never had to start out here again so what did, how long did you do physical therapy for? Uh, like six months. Cool. And what, what did that like journey look like? What was the like beginning and then what was like the end result of it? Yeah. I would say like the first couple of months were super ugly because it was just my, like going back to the whole, like it was very humbling I always thought I led with like a humble avenue of things, but it wasn't until that experience when I was like, fitness is literally a journey. Like you could be as advanced as you want, but like one mess up and like you're back to square one trying to figure out like how to redo the basics. Like I had to relearn how to do a squat. Mm -hmm. I had to relearn how to do a step up. I had to relearn how to like hang and do a, like a, mm. I forget what they're called, but you know when you hang on the bar and you're like pulling your legs in and bending mm-hmm. your legs up yeah I had to relearn how to do that like it was it was super hard and I left every session so upset and crying because I was just like I don't know how to mentally be okay with this like how do I accept not being as athletic as I was or like how do I accept the reality of I'm not going to be some elite athlete that people are seeking out and recruiting every day and like actively being like please join our company like I would have like artistic directors at you you arts be like I would love to have you like my one teacher was hyping me up for ballet x Mm -hmm. in Philly and that was my end goal. Like, that's where I was planning to go after graduation. And they wanted me. And they 
really were excited to have me. So I guess going from that to being like, I'm quote unquote, a nobody. Like I was thinking in my head, like I'm a nobody, like without my dance, mm-hmm. like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. So it was a journey of not only recovering physically, but like, who am I? Which I had never asked myself that before mm-hmm. because I always felt so strongly about who I was. Like, I knew who I was up until that moment. And it was just like hard to come to terms with it. But luckily, my physical therapist every day was just like, you got this. <laughs> yeah. She was super awesome. She also used to be a dancer. So she was just That's like, nice. it's not the end of the right. world. Yeah. She went back to medical school after her dance career. And I was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so through, so through physical therapy, you felt like it was not only um, like healing physically, but also like mentally healing because of who your physical therapist was. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, my, my sports medicine doctor, definitely knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. when he sent me there for sure (laughs) so yeah so after your six months of physical therapy where are you right after that we're going to take a quick break from this episode to talk about the movement and mindset program Movement and Mindset is an online fitness program made for women who want to feel happier and healthier in their day-to-day lives. I was always a gym girl. Home workouts were not really my thing, but when the pandemic hit, I was forced to become more creative with my training, and I learned that you can actually do so much without a ton of space or equipment. The program is focused on functional training and helping you find ways to incorporate healthy habits into your life. It also has a huge emphasis on education. I encourage everybody to ask questions, and I love explaining the why behind each workout and style that we learn. Once you join the program, you get five workouts per week sent directly to your inbox. You'll get access to our private Instagram page with video breakdowns of each exercise so your form is always on point. You'll be accepted to our Facebook group where I post articles, playlists, a ton of fun stuff, and it's just a really great place to connect with other members. You'll have access to a personal trainer, so if you have any questions about your specific goals or any like specific modifications for your body, I'm always happy to help. If you're interested in joining the program, go to jksimmonsfitness.com to sign up and use code MMPODCAST to get your first month free. Grab a friend and let's get moving. Um, it was about July before I went, before I came to UNLV. Is that Um, this year? And I, uh, 2019, like fall 2019 into May. Yeah. So, um, I, at the end of the six months, I started lifting weights again and it like, I had worked up to the 35 pound bar <laughs> for bench uh-huh. press. That is where I was at the end of six months. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I came to UNLV. Actually, it was the only school I applied to. I was like, if I don't get in here, I'm just right. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'll just figure it out or something. But um, yeah, and that's. Through UNLV is how I met my current boyfriend, Trent. Mm-hmm. And he has been such a big part of helping me come back from this, not only physically, but mentally as well. And because I was in dance for so long, I was always told, like, 
you're too muscular you have too much of a womanly figure like I which was crazy because I didn't start the process of puberty until I was like 15 Mm -hmm. so the fact that I was told at like 13 14 like your curves are too much for us I was just like what (laughs) I don't have curves (laughs) What? Uh, you gotta love I, like the yeah. entertainment industry. <laughs> we, yeah, you when really, it, when it comes you really to gotta your body, take it. Right? For sure. And like when we first started dating, he'd be like, oh my god, like you look so good. Like look at your abs in the mirror. And I'd be like, what abs? Stop talking. Like please. <laughs> I just am trying to get through this workout without mm-hmm. dying because he goes hard. And when I say hard, I mean, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> He'll superset, like, squats with Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, how? You, you wouldn't we did that you. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, yesterday I was squatting 135 and I was deadlifting 145. My bench has gotten up to, like, 95 which is crazy I never would have thought I'd be benching especially after after your injury you know like working back up not only to where you were but like beyond that yeah and it's crazy because that wasn't my only injury I've dislocated both of my shoulders I've torn my ankles I don't even know (laughs) so I and I really contribute all of my injuries to my lack of understanding of mental health for sure because I would get injured and I'd be like well my understudy can't go on because like it's my part and I want it yeah (laughs) so yeah it just was super I feel like this is okay this is going to be a generalization but like and I know not every like entertainment like not every art is like this but I feel like there's just mm-hmm. something about live entertainment that you really do have su- like such a mindset of like I have to be the one to do this like I have to do every performance um, and I don't know like where that comes from if it's like from schools or I don't know yeah I think it's probably just a competitive thing like you, you can't help but be competitive in that industry just because you are replaceable. You are, mm, like, they can find another you. Like, and there's people willing to take that from you. And, you know, as they should, because, you know, it's almost like a free-for-all. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah, so. Um, hmm. I had thoughts of that, and now I can't remember. I just recorded an episode before this, and I literally was, like, in the middle of a sentence. It was like, I have no idea what I was going to say. Um. It happens to me so often. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing. So now you're majoring in hospitality, right? Yes. So why hospitality? Yes. Well, while I was working in L.A., I worked at Crane Barrel, J. Crew pizza places I served uh and one of my managers at Crate and Barrel I wouldn't say took me under her wing but uh, I would just ask her a lot of advice because 
she went to school for hospitality and I started noticing that I did really well in sales. Mm -hmm. Like I was just really good at convincing people that they did something. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where like my customer service, like intriguing, like it interested Mm -hmm. me, like interacting with people which was crazy because I would have told you pre-injury that I, hate <laughs> I didn't want to deal with them. <laughs> so everyone was shocked. Like my parents were like, hospitality. And then my dad was like, you would do so good at that. He was like, you're such a people person. You're so outgoing. Like people would love you in that industry. And I was like, you know what? Let's just try it out. <laughs> And like Tom Segura says, try it out. <laughs> oh my god, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and I've found that in my classes and through bartending and through well, I just got hired as a cocktail server, but it's super amazing in LA to meet these people from around the world that I wouldn't have been able to meet before like in just a regular office Mm -hmm. job and that was another thing I didn't want an office job I'm not somebody who can just sit around and like type on a computer all day I need action I need fast Mm -hmm. pace because I still have that like crazy energy (laughs) like I am super energetic and I just need that outlet to like get rid of it yeah (laughs) I feel that I am not a a nine-to-fiver either yeah and I just like I needed something fast-paced that would give me incentives and would allow me to be successful and I also wanted a career path that wasn't as unpredictable as Mm -hmm. dance like I was like I want a steady job with a 401k and benefits but not setting yeah that makes sense and that was yeah that was hospitality at the time and I I considered so so many things but that was always the one I came back to and honestly I'm really thankful I did because I've gotten so many opportunities from it and now I am back to that time where like people are recruiting me like I have a final round of interviews with uh Kohl's and Mm -hmm. TJ Maxx like corporate off not offices but um I'd be working in the stores it's just with the corporate people (laughs) yeah and I actually had like uh, a winery company like try to recruit me into their business yeah but I was like it's so cow I'm not trying to do that <laughs> my uh, my dad used to be a wine distributor <laughs> honestly it's such a good job like if that is what you want to do like if um you're super into wine it's a really cool yeah job. he's like one of those people where he will like look at a wine or like smell it and he'll like know exactly how it's made and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I'm I'm like what's the that is thing? so funny <laughs> yeah you're like let me get that uh, bottom shelf so that is so cool so so you're you're looking to work in um in retail like but higher up in retail yeah just until the events industry comes back they've because of covid they've lost like 
I want to say nine hundred billion dollars oh, yeah. worth. I of believe it. Profit. So I was like, that's my concentration mm-hmm. in hospitality is meeting and events. Um, I really want to work for the House of Blues as like their. Uh, yeah which is like you book the talent and you schedule who's coming when and how like their design is kind of set up that's such a cool job yeah that is so cool and I could totally see you doing that oh thank you that'd be so much (laughs) so now Um, like how do you like with school and you're working um you're working two jobs right is that what you said yeah that is so much going on so how do you like stay active and like healthy while balancing all of those things well I recently just got a planner (laughs) and I yeah I literally schedule my days down to like almost the hour I have to because I'm taking five classes which is 15 Mm -hmm. credits and they all demand so much attention like I'm in a a law class right now which is unbelievably difficult and so so hard it is college is just like just a monster I just feel like you're so consumed with school I I didn't work through college and I just I couldn't even imagine like working on top of being so invested in school If my dad was still working, I know he would have mm-hmm. me, but he is, he was in the military as well. Um, so he, under military consideration, is 100% disabled. Like, he is considered, like, not ever going to work again, pretty much. And, you know, he's in his, almost in his 70s at this point. So there's no reason for him to work. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a part of him does, like, feel guilty about it. But I think it's probably what's best for me because when I come out of school, like, these recruiters, these interviewers are going to be like, oh, my God, like, you work right. two jobs and finish a business degree in two years. Like, how did you do yeah. that? Yeah, that is, like, definitely stand out on a resume. Yeah. And actually, my anticipated graduation is next fall. So December of 2021. And my first semester here, I had a teacher be like, well, you'll finish in three years. Nobody finishes (laughs) two years. You said, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, watch me. (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of feel this like, taking time, you know, like, I was like, when I was in LA I was 20 and because of the entertainment industry I was like I'm getting old (laughs) I was like I need to figure this out (laughs) yeah and then I realized like all of these people were like you're so young you have so much time and I'm like oh like do I do I like that's that's awesome I had this moment like maybe maybe a month and a half ago where I was I was actually at work and I just like stopped in the middle of my stuff and I was like oh my god I'm so young like we have so (laughs) much time to do stuff but yeah because of the entertainment industry and like just you know because it really does feel like it is a ticking time bomb when you're when you're doing something like that um but it's crazy we are so Mm -hmm. young like we do not need to have it all figured out so young yeah and it's crazy because I have friends back home that are 
getting married and having kids. Oh my god. I know. And my I best like, friend from middle school uh, just bought a house. <laughs> like, how? Oh my gosh. I know. Like, it's things like that where I'm like, okay, I have yeah. time. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not wrong at all. Like, I applaud them for taking that leap oh, yeah, it's into their life. Yeah, I totally applaud it. And I definitely see that future with Trent, for sure. Which I, prior to him, never wanted to get married. I never wanted to have mm. kids. Like, I was like, I don't want to ruin my body. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I don't know. Like, being with him is just super amazing. And I've never been with someone as supportive or like caring Mm -hmm. which is crazy like on a daily basis I just wake up and I'm just like thank god for him like he has just been such a light at the end of this tunnel for sure that's amazing oh I love that I love you guys (laughs) (laughs) thanks I I want to say it was like last December so December of 2019 we had been dating for like four mm-hmm. months but officially I'm putting air <laughs> I talk with my dating. hands dating like, oh, I'm on a podcast I'm like come on a podcast I can't see it <laughs> I know I do the same thing it, it's probably an interview right. <laughs> uh I want to say it was December and we had gone out and we were just having such a good time and he looked at me and he was like you are my soulmate dude oh my god I I know my heart I was like it's crazy I I was like I have never believed in soulmates Mm -hmm. I was like but you make me believe in it like you make me feel like I have found my person and if you didn't go to the University of Las Vegas you guys would have never met no, probably not, which is so crazy to think about. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Even oh man, that is yeah. wild. Um, I have go and, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, I go just ahead. have I have one more question for you. Um, and it kind of ties into everything that we're talking about, actually. Um, it's just that do you have mm-hmm. any advice for someone who may be in a similar position of, you know, really having like set in stone, this is my future, and then all of that is just flipped on its back. Um, I would say, like, in my interviews for these internships, they, they've been asking me where I see myself in five years. And I've been saying, I can't answer that because the future is so unpredictable. Like, if you had told me five years ago today, I would be in this interview for a assistant manager position. Mm-hmm. I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> I mean, I said it a little bit more <laughs> than that, but <laughs> I guess my advice would just be like, be open to change and don't be so resistant to it because you might come out 10 times happier from the change that you were so scared of than you would have if you hardcore resisted. Like if you hardcore put the brakes on it, like it's just going to ruin your experience versus like, if you accept the change and you just allow it to kind of, my grandmother always says, like, just let the water roll off your back. Like, like yeah, her little Southern right. references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah just be accepting of change and allow yourself to change because it's okay to like change who you are over time like your basic personality isn't going to change obviously but just allowing yourself to evolve and like really accepting who you are continuously becoming on top of who you were already yeah and I think 2020 is has been such a big year for that just because like everyone who had that (laughs) nine to five job was suddenly like ripped from it um, so I think that that's like really yeah. good advice is, you know, things are going to change. Nothing is known. So you just have to, you know, roll with the punches. Yeah. Life is so unpredictable. <laughs> it really is. Like, it's just so unpredictable. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for talking about all of that and just for being so vulnerable. Yeah. That is such an amazing journey. And I'm really happy that you kind of like found a new niche, kind of like found a new thing. And it just sounds like everything's, like, better than it was before. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, um, like, like I told you before, like, I, I haven't talked about this with really not a whole lot yeah. of people. So I am super glad you were willing to. Oh, my God, it. of course. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. And thanks again.